Welcome to Dietitian Boss. My name is Libby Rothschild. I'm the CEO and founder of the Dietitian Boss Method. Our company is here to help you get started in private practice even before you think you're ready. I've created a proprietary process to help you increase visibility, create organic content, enroll clients into an offer, and learn sales skills that don't even feel salesy. Listen every week to your colleagues as they're being interviewed, and we chat about their progress and success from when they got it started from zero to all the way to creating million-dollar businesses and beyond. Hello and welcome. I am really excited to be here today with Sarah, our Director of Operations and Operations Coach. And today we're going to be talking about planning, reflections on our planning process, how we inspire our clients to plan and what that means. And you can take away for your business. Welcome, Sarah. Hey, Libby. Excited to be here. Oh, excited to chat about this and really grateful, you know, to work with you and plan together. And the planning process and team dietitian boss has become a lot more process oriented since you've come on board. So I want to share a little bit of reflections about our behind the scenes of planning and then how we inspire our high-level executive clients who are already running a business and then they're already profitable and how we help them plan. And then some takeaways for those of you who are newer in business or aspiring that you can take home from this episode. So anything, any kind of thoughts you have about planning before we kick off the conversation? Well, I would just say I love planning and I realize not everybody does. So this type of a conversation I can talk about all day, till day long. Yeah. And you have the skills to break down plans, which is, I would say something great that we do together because I tend to be the pie in the sky, uh, have these (laughs) really big goals, which is fun. And it's, you know, definitely, you know, helps craft the mission of this company and breaking them down into something tangible helps our team execute on the day to day quarterly and really, you know, drive those results and, and then identify any barriers that are in the way from getting those projects to get off the ground and running. So there's a huge benefit in being able to have both, you know, the vision of where you want to go, that's important. And then your ability to break it down and make sure that they get done. And that's going to be the basis of what we're going to discuss today. So firstly, I want to share that some reflections, this will be, you know, airing in the first quarter of 2022 for what we've done in 2021 for planning and how it's progressed. So in 2020, the planning looked a little different than it does now. We didn't do it as much and we didn't do it as formally as we've done in 2022. So do you want to share a little bit, Sarah, about reflections of how we've planned and a little bit about what that looks like? Yeah, definitely. So, you know, for me first, when I came in, cause I came in, I guess it was like halfway through 2021. So I wasn't with you, you know, for planning that had happened prior to that. So I kind of jumped in with things already happening and yeah, one thing I helped to identify was to first kind of create a process on like how often we're going to plan and how many projects we're going to work on and start to get some processes put in place, as well as using a project management tool and getting set up with that so that as we were planning, we had one place to keep the projects and be able to track progress as we went. So it was almost, I'd say, kind of getting some foundation put in place before we started to tackle big projects and planning them. Yeah. So one thing I want to mention from there for the listeners, and this is going to show a lot about my personality. I am not like I have to be full 
forced to use a project management tool, <laughs> which is, is not uncommon of a lot of CEOs or at least founders who tend to be, and I would say I fall on the more extreme side, like disorganized, chaotic, really like very, very big picture. And so I'm aware that's how I'm like, and it's not that I resisted a project management tool because in a project management tool, there's so many. So we don't, you know, we're not sponsored by any particular one. We happen to use Asana. There's fantastic and robust tools from ClickUp to Asana Mm -hmm. to Trello. So, you know, by all means, if you're using something already, we've got one of our clients uses Basecamp and she's like, oh, do I need to, you know, switch? No. Like if you're good on Basecamp, you're (laughs) fine. Stay there. Yeah. We're we're not trying to say you have to go on one versus the other. The, The concept here is to use a project management tool. I've had people in the company before you came on, Sarah, Mm -hmm. that had helped me. One particular person was the best at at managing it. And she came in there and she was a project management boss and that was a contractor. And so she, you know, wasn't full-time and we had me full-time. And then I had another staff member previous to you and we couldn't quite get the flow and the planning and it didn't quite work. And so I will say that I probably resisted a little bit with some of it and I don't love project management tools because I have a love-hate relationship. So I like them because they break things down and they're essential for a staff. Right. What I don't like is that it feels a little clunky and it also like feels a little bit almost sometimes dare I say like a little forced. Yeah. (laughs) And that's just the chaotic brain in me speaking. And there's always that balance I'm trying to find between managing my chaos and packaging it up in a way that works and getting everybody, and this is leadership, right? Get everybody to work on the same page and flow and align with your values. And so it's been interesting for the company. And for me, I've definitely been able to, with your support, Sarah, use it better. And then Sarah and I set goals together and a lot of my goals, I think they've all been around using the tool in a way to communicate better with staff. And that's only one piece of communication. Right. Um, And for some of you listening, that might come really naturally for your brain and your personality. For others of you, you might be indifferent. And then there, some of you might relate and say like, oh my gosh, project management tool. That sounds like awful. And again, it's not awful. It's essential. It's just, we adopted it on a serious basis, very late in our business. I would say most businesses have a probably project management tool system, maybe created and flowing a little sooner than we did. So we definitely were late to regularly have that be something that all staff is using like a synchronously or like on Mm -hmm. on the stage or or however you would define that. And any thoughts on on that, Sarah, as far as project management? Yeah, I would just say, you know, I feel like it's important to touch on it before we go more into planning, because if somebody is trying to plan and they don't have a project management tool, it's going to be very difficult to know what they're working on, what are team members working on, how can they track it all? It's easy to lose details. And I would agree that many CEOs don't like to use a project management system, but that's often why, oftentimes why there's somebody like me that can use it you know, use it and then, you know, you learn it and use it to an extent, but probably not quite as much as the rest of the team, but it is figured out what makes it work and improving on that. It's a huge accomplishment for us. And like I said, when I had a, before I had full time in this company, I had one person that led it really well. And then I didn't see until I didn't have that 
how important it was. My brain doesn't work really great with like breaking things down. Any project management tool, again, it doesn't matter which one. It just doesn't come naturally to me. And so I like to be led with project management tools in the sense of like how it's set up, how it's used. There's a lot of different ways to use it. And so there, you know, luckily we've got a process for how to use it and the team is held accountable and we have systems. And we also show our executive clients how to do that with their teams as well. So using a project management tool, I would say, especially when you have a team and when you're looking to grow and scale your company, it's important. And it's been something that I'm really happy that we've done. And I'm grateful, Sarah, that your brain has helped us gel in a sense where we're able to really use that as an essential tool as part of our tech stack, meaning part of what we use as an online company on a daily basis, essential to the business's growth. So in addition to the project management tool and us mm-hmm. using it more than we had in the past and me feeling like we're late to the game with using that, especially given that you know we hit the million dollar mark in 2020. So for us to not be using a project management tool is obviously chaotic because there's a lot going on, a lot of processes, a lot of clients, a lot of growth. So that's why I'm saying we're a little late to the game there. One thing I would say that we did this year, and I want your feedback on this, Sarah, is we've been able to have conversations in more regularly. So I think the planning before you came into the company was, I would say two planning sessions a year. And now we're doing once a quarter and also like a big one, either at the end slash beginning of the year and that type of organization and regularity. And we do much more than that. That robustness helps us prioritize and then really use the project management tool and in the best way possible for the team. Any thoughts on the, I guess, the frequency of the planning sessions? Yeah. So I like what we've been doing so far. And of course, we'll continue to refine or improve as needed. But, you know, with the like the annual planning that we just did, that's great for anybody that's kind of trying to look at their next year and think of like, okay, what all do I want to accomplish? Like, what are my big projects? Are there people I need to hire? Like, what do I really want to get done? Because I think this is, it's actually very common. And I wouldn't say it's one type of person over another, but most people tend to underestimate how long things take. And even a lot of people that do project management, they don't plan a lot of times, extra time in projects. Things always take longer than we think. And so if somebody's looking at their year and if they're not really planning out, okay, what all do I want to get done? And then breaking that down into quarters, it can be very easy for them to, since they didn't plan ahead, be what I consider to be very reactive and just trying to hurry and get things done, putting out fires. So if you take that chunk of time to look at your entire next year and think about, okay, what all do I want to get done? Is this everything? And then break that down. It can make it more likely to actually accomplish those things, or at least identify the priorities and then make sure those get accomplished. And then from there, break down what would be important to get done after you identify priorities. Yeah. And also just to zoom out and go big picture, the goal here, dietitian boss, our mission is disrupting the field of dietetics and creating more private practice operators. So when we think about why are we planning, right? Because we've been talking a lot about what, Mm -hmm. but when it comes to the why planning is the strategy that's going to help drive the execution, that's going to help us actualize the goals, understand our metrics, analyze those, have better data to make data-driven decisions for the following quarter and year so that we can serve more clients because we're really here to transform the field of nutrition and dietetics. And and we're able to do that 
with sound planning. And then with that project management tool, as you mentioned, Sarah, so that people know what they're doing, there's accountability, there's clarity for management, and we're really setting things up for success. And as a virtual company, we've got staff in three different countries, right? It's really important that we have a tool where people are able to communicate and then we're able to take a look at it. And then you as manager can kind of see what's going on, what are the deficiencies, how are things going, et cetera. So I just wanted to take a moment and zoom out and say, we've been talking a lot about the what, right? The frequency, what is it? Why is it important in the moment? But it's really for the bigger vision of the company so that we can, you know, as a business, we can drive revenue, of course, and profits, and we can also make sure we're reaching more people. And so that's ultimately the benefit of planning is the immediate benefit is that everybody knows what they're doing, where they're going, and there's clarity, but it's really so that we can grow and scale at this point, scale the company. So I think that we've also done a great job. One of the things in this past year we've done is bringing our, we do quarterly goal setting for our executive clients. And we take a truncated version of what we do in this company, and we're able to help them with the tools that they have access to, right? Budget sheets and things that are really essential when you're operating a practice to review and analyze processes, marketing strategy, you know, what our clients' goals are bring it to a longer deep dive session that we run together at the top of every quarter. And that really helps our clients see planning and think about the future. And we've seen the benefits, right? And we've interviewed our executive clients on here, Ashley, Priscilla, Lindsay, and their ability, those are just recent, we've interviewed tons of them. And we've heard them talk about their ability to plan and really see what that means and take those ideas that seem really airy, like, oh, I could hire a full-time person or maybe they don't want to, and they want to have contractors and they want their business to look differently. And the regularity and the goal setting is helping them tactically execute. It's something that they didn't know before and they didn't have that strategy and you know expertise from us or from any business advisor to really help them propel them and have them look within with how they want their business to look and then execute on that with our support in real time. Any thoughts about how that's going or how we've been able to translate that with our clients? Yeah. Well, first of all, you know, I always hear the clients, they love it. It's going great. It's helping them to be more focused. I would say one of the biggest things I've noticed from coaching them weekly is that sometimes when they're asking their questions, it's much easier to coach and support them. If I ask them, you know, what's your quarterly goal? What are you working towards? Oh yeah. And when they're like, oh yeah, let's, and then they'll tell me what the goal is. And then I can better support them, give them, you know, coaching on how they can move forward and what their next action steps. So I've seen it help them since we've implemented that be just more focused and reach their goals quicker because they're laser focused on what they're working toward. Yeah. In addition to that's great. And I love that. And I think it's, we've gotten feedback and we adjust the programs based on the feedback of our clients. It's imperative. And we teach that for you all too, no matter what programs you're running, right? Whether you've got a course, a membership, whether you're doing private coaching, you have coaches under you, however you design your practice, it's imperative that you're getting feedback along the way and implementing that. And then we really role model that when you join our program as well with different touch points, we've got surveys and we have, you know, hop on calls and then we do a lot of different things. And then we modify how we deliver our information and our education and coaching. I have seen really special transformations in our clients at the executive level. And and keep in mind, and I'm going to go to those of you who haven't started a business or you're newer in your journey in just a moment. So bear with me, but it's just nice to, to hear what you have to look forward to in the future. I've seen our executive level clients who are operating a business think more about things they didn't realize that they needed to think about and break down the essentials of business so that they can craft the experience of how they want it to look, right? We've got clients that say, you know, I want to take off a couple months. I really want to, I don't want to coach anymore. We've had clients that have delivering a child 
We've had multiple clients do that. And so for whatever the life circumstance, your desire, you can change that. We have people that say, I want to coach and they change their mind and wherever and however you want your business to look to complement your life. You can do that when you're able to visualize what that planning looks like, and then take the small steps that you might forget and have that support along the way. And then as Sarah said, the weekly coaching provided that we provide is able to bring you back to that goal and keep it top of mind. Any thoughts about that, Sarah, is really the main focus is customizing that. It doesn't look the same for everybody. Not everybody wants the same revenues. Not everybody wants to work the same hours. And like, we welcome that. We want you to individualize your experience in, in your private practice. Yeah, no, I mean, I don't really have anything to add. You just, yeah, you're right that it is very individual on what they're wanting to achieve. And then, you know, they do the planning and we support them on how to reach that goal. And I would say for any of you listening, definitely check out the episodes with Priscilla and Ashley and Lindsay. Those are the most recent ones with our executive clients that have shared the growth they've had. I just interviewed Ashley last week and she has such amazing things to say about her confidence, five out of five with her ability to hit her million dollar goal. And we're so thrilled to support her in that process. So wherever you are in your journey, it's inspiring to hear that your colleagues have different ways of shaping their business. And again, you can craft that path on your own and take the time to reflect on what that might be and be open to there being some changes. And we love supporting you through delivering children and all of your life's events. It's really fun for us to see that and be a part of that. I just want to mention as we close here, because we've been talking about the what of planning, we've been talking about the why, right? To link back to the vision or the mission of your company. We've been talking about individualization, how you can set planning doesn't have to mean that your business is a legacy business or it looks a certain way. Planning is related to the clarity and knowing what to do on a regular basis to drive the results that you want. So to wrap up the conversation, if you're newer in your business, or if you haven't gotten clients yet, if you're listening and you're saying, gosh, I want to pull the trigger, but I haven't yet. Planning gets a little more complex as your business grows. So when you're first starting out, I want y'all to keep in mind, I want want your opinion on this too, Sarah, your thoughts. The first goal to keep in mind is really getting those first clients and not worrying too much about how exactly you want the future to look. I hear this a lot. It's almost like a reversal. When you start, you get really tripped up about exactly how it should look. And then when you're on a flow, you forget to think about how you want it to look, right? Would you see that too? What are your thoughts on that as far as focusing on what's going to help you grow the business? Oh, I agree hundred percent that they need to be focusing on getting those clients. I think I think sometimes we just get ahead of ourselves and we want so badly to have achieved these goals that are further down the road, but we've got to focus on the initial goal that will, you know, eventually lead us there, but be very focused in the beginning. There's not a lot of planning. that's going to go in initially. Yeah. And so I just want to make sure that that's clear. This is an aspirational episode for those of you who haven't started yet or haven't had consistent results. I want you to listen and get inspired to hear what your colleagues are doing to know it's possible. That being said, focus on if you haven't made your first thousand dollars or gotten your first client, that might be your first goal. And then you can individualize from there. But the goal setting becomes more complex based on how you want your business to run. And the moral and the message here is really staying focused with simple goals to begin with. And that could be a process goal, showing your face, hashtag show your face on social media, posting regularly, clarifying your message to make sure that you know who your target audience who that is so that you know who you're messaging to. So there's clarity and specificity, sales skills that you can master some basic skills to be able to collect payment over the phone and deliver an excellent service. That's your clientele. So the goals are going to be a lot more straightforward at first. 
And then the mastery of those goals is then going to give you the opportunity for that wonderful individualization that we've been talking about as you progress. So in closing, Sarah, is there any final thoughts you want to share about you know this conversation, planning at different levels? We've reflected our planning and some of the progress we've made. And any final thoughts on that topic? I think the only final thought is that you know anytime you're doing planning, make sure, I mean, if it's just you, it's going to be different than if you have a team, but having regular check-ins just to see how progress is going. So make sure you're just seeing like, have I met my goal? What do I need to do to get there? And just making sure you're reflecting on that as you go, not losing sight of it. Yeah. And then I would just say, if you're in our program, you know, we offer a roadmap and I, the proprietary, the dietitian boss, which is a proprietary system breaks down exactly step-by-step what goals I create a template for you to get those first 40 enrollments. And that's really going to help you get the opportunity to customize your path. Because I do hear a lot of dietitians, they want to customize before, again, for the horse, really think and conceptualize and get ahead about what it looks like before they've achieved those first goals. So just keep in mind that we offer those resources. We're here to support you. And the planning becomes more complex as your business hits some milestones. So keep focused, show your face and cheers to planning. So if this episode resonated with you, send us a direct message on Instagram at Dietitian Boss and let us know what parts stood out or what further conversations you'd like us to have around planning and goal setting at the different stages that you have of starting and operating your private practice. We are so excited to offer you support in our various programs. If you identify as a beginner and you're looking to lay down the foundations, our society program might be a great fit for you. I encourage you to go to dietitianboss.com under group coaching and apply for our experience, our transformative experience based off of my proprietary system called the Dietitian Boss Method. Additionally, we offer a higher level program called Executive to help you hire and manage a staff as you expand and scale your program, whether you're offering a membership, course, group programming, private coaching, or a combination of various different offerings. We're here to help you on your journey with developing processes and implementing the operational foundation that you need to reach your goals. A lot of our clients want to work 20 hours or less a week. And we're so proud to say that we've helped them achieve that goal. And you'll hear their stories on this podcast. Make sure to stay tuned and apply if you're looking for support to get there faster and meet some colleagues along the way who share your same growth mindset.